Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. And I am so happy, so delighted, so thrilled to tell you that today is honestly one of the best days of my life. And I have a lot of great days in my life, and I have a lot to be thankful for. But today is a truly special day, and that's because for at least the past six months, I've been working on so many gigantic projects, and they all just kind of stacked up back to back, and this morning we finished shooting my new TV project, and it was fantastic. I'm going to I'm going to tell you a bit about that in a minute. But I mean going straight from my big event <laughs> and and let me tell you the event that I produce most people will never produce an event like that in their lives at all. But to produce an event like that and then go straight into a TV shoot is is just it's it's insane. And everything has gone so smoothly. There has been such synchronicity, such serendipity that I have no doubt that I am on the right track, the right path, the universe is with me, the force is with me, everything is flowing just truly magically. And because, you know, over the past six months, you know, Lauren and I, uh, well, well, we had to go and, and close up our headquarters in Puerto Rico that we'd had for uh, the five years rearranging all that stuff because of the hurricane business and then we came back and oh yeah and then I wrote a a book and then I did another TV shoot in Puerto Rico which I can't talk about yet but it's a big one Uh, when I tell you about that you'll know the name and then we went back to Asheville where I have my museum and my tours and we did a bunch of stuff in Asheville and prepared this huge event and then came to Vegas did the event and people came from all over the world for the event and then went straight into the TV shoot and I've been so looking forward to this day. Um, I'm going to I'm going to do something that I haven't done in a long time. I'm going to sleep for a while. Uh, I'll wake up just long enough to do a podcast because I will be able to give you more podcasts now. <laughs> but I feel so fantastic because not only has you know this series of incredibly intense stuff been completed. But everything went off without a hitch. It couldn't have been better. In fact, everything literally exceeded my expectations. So I could go on and on about all that, but here's what I want to do right now. Because I've been absorbed with this TV shoot, I, I want to give you a little bit more insight about what's going on with the shoot than most people will get especially because you listen to this podcast and because we're doing some really cool stuff with the shoot now here's the thing about tv okay when you go out and you shoot stuff in for for television production you never know 100% that it's going to make it to your television vision set until you watch it on tv because I have shot things that were all greenlit and ready to go and scheduled and, you know, major stuff that cost hundreds of thousands of dollars to shoot, you know, for just 30 minutes. And everybody's happy and gung-ho, and then the next thing you know, 
at the last minute somebody pulls the plug. That's just the reality of how the TV business works. And TV is changing a lot uh, these days just because of technology and more and more people either not watching traditional TV uh, or you know just looking at stuff on the internet or watching TV in a very different way because they're using all kinds of digital interfaces, which I won't get into all that. So the business is, uh, it's harder than ever, but that is good because that makes people even more determined to work to produce intelligent programming. And you know that most of the programming out there is dumb programming. And so this project that I'm working on right now is designed to be intelligent programming. So um, I can't tell you 100% that this thing is going to make it to your TV. But what I can tell you is that at this particular stage, it could not look better. It literally could not look better. And uh, th- this is an exceptional project. And I'm very proud to take credit for it because it was my idea. And so I want to tell you a little bit about how this came to be. So I'm a big fan of the TV show on the History Channel called Pawn Stars. And it's one of the most successful shows in the history of cable TV. And the Pawn Stars are here in Las Vegas. That's where I am right now. And I'm going to be here for a while, I think. Um, And so uh, the, the Pawn Stars... They have a pawn shop here in Las Vegas. It's called the Gold and Silver Pawn. And then, uh, and of course, that's where they film the, the show Pawn Stars. And Rick Harrison, who owns Pawn Stars, uh, who, well, who owns the pawn shop, is, uh, I think I've heard him describe himself as a serial entrepreneur. So he's always opening various businesses. And so, Right next to his pawn shop, he decided to open up a barbecue joint. And I have eaten a hell of a lot of barbecue. I want you to, if you don't know this, I'm telling you right now, my my wife is from Texas. I'm from North Carolina. I've been all over the South. And I've traveled a lot all over the country. And... Sometimes I go into states that are renowned for their barbecue and I just geek out and I go on my own little barbecue tour. I do this all the time in different cities. Like if I go to Philadelphia, I'm like, I'm going to go on a Philly cheesesteak tour and I'll create, I mean, I, and I, it's, it's like my own little tour that I create for myself and Lynn Lauren and maybe some friends. And when when I was in Philadelphia the last time I set up, I think at 11, at least 11 different spots that we hit eating cheesesteaks. And you know, you don't have to eat the whole damn cheesesteak, okay? It's easy to, but you don't have to. You just take a bite. I mean, literally, you can just take a bite and just get a taste of it. If, But then you can make up your mind afterward and say, okay, this was the best one. When I'm in Chicago, you know, I, I did the same thing there with deep dish pizzas. And Texas is particularly proud of their barbecue because in Texas, you know, they every every town you go into says, "Oh, we're the best barbecue town." 
And uh, and I will tell you, if you're kind of a foodie, that the very best barbecue I've ever had in my entire life, and I'm proud to stand up and state this publicly with my hand on the Bible, is in this little podunk town called Lano, Texas. It's the original Cooper's Barbecue. And I uh, discovered this place along with my uh, partner in crime on many TV and film projects, C. Eric Scott, <clears throat> and uh, we both agree. <laughs> and we've been to Kansas City and you know every, everywhere else, and it's all good. It's all good. But um, that's the best. So I found out that Rick Harrison had opened a barbecue joint next to the pawn shop here in Vegas. And I went there last year, went into the shop, and I had some great barbecue. I mean, I'm telling you, I, I'm not even kidding you. And I want to make this very clear because you might think that I'm telling you some of this stuff because I'm being paid or somebody's a buddy or there's some sponsorship deal. Well, that's all bullshit, okay? I'm not. I'm telling you, if you go to the Rick Harrison's barbecue joint right next to the Gold and Silver Pond here in Las Vegas in downtown Vegas. It's very good barbecue. At least the barbecue I've had there was good. So last year, Lauren and I, we, we had great barbecue, and then they said, yeah, as a matter of fact, this weekend, Rick is going to be bartending, which is kind of a little fun thing he does from time to time on the weekends. So as a guy who watches Pawn Stars, I thought, well, that might be cool if we're in the area. We'll stop in and say hi to Rick. And it turns out we were in the area. And I was like, oh, crap, this is supposed to be the time when Rick is bartending. And so we went into the barbecue joint. And sure enough, there's Rick Harrison. And real nice fella. He, he actually bought me and Lauren a couple of shots. And uh, everything was great. And but the thing that I just noticed right off the bat when I walked in was this big shock of blonde hair at the bar. And that was the hair of Murray Salchuk, Murray the Magician. Now, Murray is often billed as Murray the Celebrity Magician. And he has been on America's Got Talent. Uh, he And he's the resident magic expert on pawn stars so if somebody brings something in to the pawn shop that's like well these were houdini's handcuffs or whatever and they need an expert to come in and authenticate it they always call murray Salchuk. and and again murray um he's he, he's an unforgettably looking guy he's an unforgettable guy okay he looks striking because he has the, this big, again, like a, a, a spray, a shock, whatever you want to call it, of um, tall, white hair, blonde, you know, like, like bleach blonde looking hair, just like in all directions, and then he has these thick-rimmed black glasses. He is uh, in his 40s, and he is one of the best magicians in the world. He has won so many awards, I don't even know how many awards the guy has won. He has tons and tons of followers in social media, YouTube, Instagram. So anyway, I see Murray there, and I go, Wow, Murray the Magician! And I start chatting with him, and long story short, um, we eventually decide that maybe we should work together on a TV show. Now, here is, I think, the crux of that. 
Um, actually, you know what? I'm not going to even tell you that. I was going to tell you that, but if I do that, it will go too deep into what we actually ended up doing. So I'm not going to tell you that. But let me just put it this way. Murray and I ended up coming to the conclusion that we should work together on a TV show. So I wrote up a proposal for a TV show, and I pitched it, and immediately, bang, um, the company I pitched it to was like, yes. Now, this is a major, major production company in New York that I have worked with many, many times, and they have a lot of successful programming, and they said, yeah, this is good. This is good. And so we have been shooting what amounts to a pilot, okay? We're, we're going out and we're showing that we can do this and here's how it's going to work. And so, again, without giving you sort of some proprietary details about the approach of this show, you know, of course, that it does involve some paranormal and mysterious stuff, of course, uh, because on a previous podcast, you know, I was even asking about anybody who might have some info on the Fox Ridge Park in Las Vegas, which is haunted, they say, by the ghost of a little boy. So in the midst of shooting this TV show and meeting people, um, so many amazing things have emerged that I didn't even know about. And I want to tell you about some of these things, things that I did not know about in advance that just, again, added to the good luck. And uh, so... At the Fox Ridge Park, we were looking for people who had witnessed ghostly activity. And it came in really handy to have a successful podcast because one of my regular podcast listeners, a fellow named Chaz, has lived in this area pretty much his whole life. And he had some stories to tell us about the park. And so Chaz popped up, and Chaz turned out to be such a cool, interesting guy. I mean, he's a musician who plays gigs all over town, and he does paranormal investigations. Just, just a, I'm telling you, I, I'm going to be hanging out with this dude. Uh, really cool guy. And I won't get into a lot of, again, the specifics of what we were shooting and all that, but I will tell you this. Chaz goes, check this out. And he pulls out something that really surprised me. He wanted to show me some footage. Now, you know me. I see footage all the time. I mean, that's my job is to watch footage and look at pictures. And I'm often in the job of crushing people's dreams and visions because people try to make a mountain out of a molehill. So whenever somebody wants to show me something, I prepare for it because I'm like, this can go either way, but I'm going to be honest. (laughs) So I was hoping that he was going to show me something where I could be like, oh man, that was amazing. But if if he'd shown me something that was like, you know, I would have told him, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are many of you listening who probably know that I will do that, okay? Because I am trying to just help us all get closer to, to the truth and I get to see a lot of things that can confuse you at times. So Chaz and I, we, we started talking about this place that's near here. It's about 30 minutes from Vegas, I understand. I haven't been there yet. It's called the Pioneer Saloon. And the Pioneer Saloon 
is probably in you know at least in the neighborhood of a hundred years old and it looks exactly like you imagine it just an old rugged you know western town in a town saloon you know and so um it's very haunted it's my understanding that um well you know clark gable who was the, the famous actor in movies like gone with the wind you know, he he was in very much in love with his wife, another uh, actor or actress, and named Carol Lombard. And uh, I, I don't have all the details exactly on on the specifics, but my understanding is that Carol Lombard died in a plane crash on the mountains here in Nevada. And so, as Clark Gable was waiting for the rescue crews to come back and give him a report on what they'd found which took days he was hanging out the whole time with the pioneer saloon and he was so nervous he was smoking constantly and crushing his cigarette out on the bar and to this day there's a hole on the bar where clark gable would repeatedly crush the cigarette out and until he got this devastating news that his wife was dead but so it has a very dramatic history so Chaz did a paranormal investigation there, and he goes, check out this footage. And he showed me a clip. It's not long. It's less than a minute. Where he and his buddy went to the Pioneer Saloon, and they, I don't know what the circumstances were exactly, but the place was empty. And they went into one of the back rooms that had uh, an old wood stove there, and they set up a camera in the corner with kind of a night vision deal and uh, they were just going to let it record and they went around and secured everything in the room uh, his buddy went up to the wood stove and this is I guess this is probably like a cast iron stove and you know how heavy those things are closed the door on the stove locked it down good you have to do a little twist you know to get that secured and then they left the room and only seconds after they left the room, guess what? You see it on that camera clear as a bell. The door on that damn wood stove opens up. And then, a few seconds later, there's some kind of really like crazy noise, like some kind of commotion is banging in that room. And it was the sort of thing where when I saw it, I was like, what the... And then I was like, Lauren, come look at this. And she came over and we both were like, holy shit, are you serious? Let, let me tell you, this was, I think, in 2011. You've got to see this clip. So I put a link to it on my Twitter feed. My Twitter feed is, it's just, it's just Joshua P. Warren. Uh, and, you know, at Joshua P. Warren. There's no period after the P. Uh, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, you'll find the link to my Twitter feed. But go to my Twitter feed and click the link and look at this video of this stove door opening. It's obviously something ghostly happening. So that's just one really cool thing that kind of happened out of the blue, you know, that was not planned, that was not expected, that just occurred spontaneously thanks to this project that I'm working on right now with Murray Sawchuck and all these other great talented people uh, from this production company. I'll tell you about one more thing. Um, actually, you know what? 
yeah, I was thinking, do I want to stretch this out and just just save this for tomorrow? But no, I haven't done a podcast in days, so I'm going to continue, okay? I'm going to tell you more. Uh, and and I, I'm going to start getting back into my regular podcasting routine now that the event and the uh, TV shoot are over. Okay, so I'm going to tell you one more thing, all right? Last night, um, I went to the home of a man here in Las Vegas who captures astounding footage of UFOs. His name is Steve Barone. And I tell you what's even more incredible to me is that um, this was planned in advance, This, you know, that I would do this. This has been planned for a long time. And during my conference or seminar or workshop, the big event at Vegas, uh, one of the folks who came there is a great guy named David. He came all the way down from Canada, a big fan of the show and all this. And David, he contacted me uh at what we we met of course in person but then he sent me an email and he goes hey you said you were interested in ufos you ought to get in touch with this guy named steve barone who gets all this amazing footage of ufos near vegas and i was like you know what that's again synchronicity because i already had a schedule set up to meet with Steve Barone. And Steve Barone is not some super famous guy, okay? He's, he's He only started doing this like four years ago, and most people don't know who he is. So that was pretty interesting. But Steve Barone, he owns this house that overlooks the valley of Las Vegas. He's sort of on the edge of what they call Red Rock Canyon. And I think that the, the Vegas floor so to speak the floor of the valley is about 1300 feet below him and so he has this sort of epic view when you look all around his back deck of the entire area and he had this incredible ufo experience about four years ago and since then he has been obsessed with going out at night and um and just filming you know using night vision and other kinds of cameras and uh in fact he he puts a lot of this stuff on youtube and i will also put a link up um to steve barone i'm making a, a note of that right now yeah so you can go and look at him some of his stuff um so anyway last night as part of this shoot uh we went to his house such a nice guy such a nice guy he and his wife sue they were wonderful uh, hosts and so kind to let us, you know, spend the evening at their homes or that at their home. And um, you know, here's the thing: his some of his footage is so um, striking that you can watch it and say this could be fake. You know, you watch it and you're like, this could be CGI. But then when you actually sit with him and you talk with him and he shows you the raw actual footage it becomes clear really quickly that, no, this is real, okay? Um, for one thing, he's not the, the kind of guy who's into the paranormal. Uh, this is something that he just kind of stumbled into. And he really does a good job of presenting all the evidence. He timestamps everything. He's got, again, all the, the raw stuff. I think a lot of it looks a little... Um, fake uh, on like YouTube because he speeds it up 
so it has kind of an unnatural motion but when you watch his actual raw footage where some of these things are are a little slower then you realize like holy shit like this this looks fake on youtube sometimes because it's so amazing um and it's so hard to explain and so i don't want to even talk too much about his case but what i will tell you is that last night one of the things that i did was spend the evening with him where he was showing me every piece of equipment that he used we were at his observation deck we were viewing exactly the way he views and last night i saw two authentic ufos and you know i have a lot of expertise in judging these things because i'm not just somebody who goes out looking for ufos or or analyzing footage and saying it could be this or that for five years i produced an event called the speaking of strange ufo experience in which i would invite hobbyists and crafty people and sci-fi fans to go out into a big empty field in barnardsville north carolina and and launch ufos that they created and they all had to fly and we would judge the best one as the winner uh and we had a huge amount of fun doing this um every craft had to be safe but it had to fly it could be as simple as hooking light sticks to helium balloons or you could have hot air uh chinese lantern kind of stuff and a certain arrangement or you could have things with rotors and you know you got drones now that really make it even more complicated so but i have analyzed all this stuff so i have a very trained eye compared to the average person and um I can tell you last night that we documented at least two UFOs over the Las Vegas Valley that I believe are truly uh, inexplicable. And they reminded me, I will tell you this, they reminded me a heck of a lot of the Brown Mountain Lights and the Marfa Lights. Now some of Steve's stuff does not look like that, but what I saw last night reminded me a lot of some kind of phenomenon here that maybe it's natural maybe it's a glimpse into another dimension but often in steve's footage you can see a series of lights and one will kind of dim as another brightens and then that one will dim as another brightens like that they are all tapped into a singular power supply and they're kind of exchanging power back and forth and so i am you know really intrigued by the idea that there may actually be something just like uh what they call the you know, anomalous anomalous luminous phenomena uh alp alps anomalous luminous phenomena happening here in the vegas valley but most people don't notice it because you have all these other lights here i mean some say this is the brightest city in the world and it it probably is the luxor has the brightest light in the world shooting from the top of it you have all these airports here we have area 51 nearby i mean there's a lot going on here so you have to have a lot of experience and a very distinguished sort of eye to well let's call it a distinguishing eye in order to see the difference you know oh that's out of place you know that's out of place i bet if you'd been here 
a hundred years ago. I mean, you would have seen weird lights all over the place here. Um, so I, I think that's all I'll tell you for now. Um, because again, I don't want to give away too much about what this show concept is about, but I will tell you that, uh, if you go and you look at some of Steve Barone's footage and I, and again, I will put a link, a really good link for you up on my Twitter feed. Um, you, I think you'll be surprised. So that, that's a lot to look forward to. And, and I'll keep you updated as, as this project proceeds and progresses, but it just couldn't have gone better. It couldn't have been a more, uh, just smash success. So for those of you who attended my event in Vegas, I'll, I'll tell you that um, I, I, I know you're, you've been very patient and understanding because I went straight into this TV shoot, but I am going to follow up with you uh, tonight or tomorrow and send everybody the things they were promised, uh, including pics and stuff like that. And everybody who actually came to the event is going to receive a certificate. I'll be getting that information to you. Um, but uh, and for those of you who couldn't make it for one reason or another, I said I'd send you a gift box. So I'm getting those ready because it, there were some people at the last minute who bought a ticket and could not make it due to some personal matter like illness. Or there were a couple people who said, I just can't make it because of my work. But they bought a ticket. And the ticket without the room was $680. And I said, look, if you bought a ticket, I'm going to put together a box with you that's got all kinds of goodies, and I'm going to send that thing to you. And I'm putting those boxes together right now. And so I figure over the next 48 hours, if you, you know, the event is done. That was a one-time only event. It was a big success. Everybody, you know, had a wonderful time. But that's gone now. That's history. So the only thing that remains now are these boxes that I'm going to send that have all these amazing things from the event. And I'm talking about, I, I still have, I printed some extra copies in this limited printing, the only uh, printed edition of my brand new book, which is not available any other way in the world, called Finding Your Magic. I'll send you that. I'll send you all the little goodies that I gave away at the event. I'll throw in some extra stuff, some of the merchandise, like a t-shirt. I'll sign everything. You're going to get a really cool pack. Um, if you still want one of those packs, um, the website is still functioning as if the event has not happened. So if you go to youwillmanifest.com, youwillmanifest.com, just go there buy your ticket for $680. Okay, the event is over. But if you buy your ticket within the next 48 hours before I wipe that website clean, then I will go ahead and add you on and I will send you one of these special gift packs as well that's got the book and all these other goodies and all this other cool stuff all signed by me and with other surprises in it. Um, but again, you got 48 hours. You will manifest.com. So, that said, I am way behind now uh, because I have been so tied up with these projects for so long. I have a lot of work to do, but rest assured, I'm going to continue now getting back into my more regular rhythm of leaving these podcasts for you on uh, a daily basis. That's always my goal. So I hope that you will continue listening. Uh, look forward to having more input on, and, on what's going on and uh, more feedback on what I'm doing. 
and go to joshuapwarren.com. Go to joshuapwarren.com. There's no period after the P. Don't forget to click the link to my Twitter feed so you can look at the footage that Chaz captured of this ghostly phenomenon happening at the Pioneer Saloon and also Steve Barone's UFO footage. It's some wild stuff, and I know they would love to have you see it and get in touch with them and tell them what you think. So just go to joshuapwarren.com to get a link to all that stuff. You'll also find a link there to my podcast, which you're listening to. It's called Joshua P. Warren Daily, and that's because my goal is to leave one for you on a daily basis. It's always short. It's always free. It's always off the cuff. I mean, sometimes I'll do it like I'm doing it now on my headset. Sometimes I'll just whip out my cell phone, and as long as I have a good signal, I'll try to give you an update in the field or whatever. But uh, the the link to the podcast is there at joshuapwarren.com. I think that's it for now. Um, so much more to tell you soon, though. And look, I am sincerely thankful for you. I thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.